everybody, welcome back to the Frog Snacks Podcast. Snacks and Frog, coming at you live, episode 37. Um, anything you want to run down real quick before we, uh, before we jump in? No, I think we can... Uh, we banter? But yeah, we can, we can hop right into our hour-long banter. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so you wanted to, uh, you wanted to talk about uh, a, a thing today, a concept... Mm-hmm. And we thought it'd be a good idea for me to start because we're uh, it's it's a long discussion and it's all very I guess hard to hard to pin down. Uh, we'll likely end up revisiting this before too long. Yeah, 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 yeah. We wanted to talk about uh, microtransactions in games, right? And it's sort of become a four letter word, but at the same time, it's like I mean, it's here to stay. So I think what the I think what the biggest thing is, um, is like what what an appropriate place for it in video games is right. Um, Before we start, um, I just want to say that uh, Halo came out the other day. Halo Five, Halo Five Guardians. Um, I just got it this morning. This is. Thursday, so uh, I, I gave it like two or three days to make sure there weren't any issues with the matchmaking. It looks like it went off without a hitch, um, so I got it. Uh, they really could not afford to have another mishap. Um, no, they could not. So. It, it would after the nonsense of the Halo Master Chief Collection. They yeah. had to be on their 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 S plus game. Yeah, they were on they were on S plus plus. Looks like everything everything is just fine. Uh, no issues at launch. Uh, a small uh, a small launch patch, but that's it. Um, which I, at this at this point is not even. I mean, whatever. Like, give me the launch patch any day, uh, rather than you know a few days down the line. Once. Yeah, I've never understood why people get mad about launch patch. Like, no, me neither. No. Like you get, you're not paying for it, so we're we're all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody relax. So, but yeah, no, it looks it looks like it went off without a hitch. I played for a couple of hours uh, today. Um, I, I'm still trying to figure out the uh, the game types that I like. Hey, you know, um, Bungie did this, and three four three is doing is also doing a good job with um, uh, constantly updating, and even in Master Chief Collection, uh, doing a great job of constantly updating the game types. Like cycling through game types, which is great because there are so many and they have always been very creative with their game types and uh, you can't keep all of them up at once because it'll just end up with you and your friends arguing about what you're going to play. And it's – yeah, so I I, I always appreciated that system. So yeah, they got some – the game is a lot of fun. I don't don't feel comfortable giving it like a full – like uh like snack, review, like snacks review yet because i only right. i only i'm i mean maybe four hours and just multiplayer that's all i've played but right. it is uh it is smooth and they uh it's a good segue because uh you know they they use microtransactions in what i believe is to be a very responsible way microtransaction so yeah, like it, it, I think that that we're still looking for the correct place and the correct usage of microtransactions. Um, I really think that uh, gamers and microtransactions got off on the wrong foot. It, it definitely when it when it really came out, I actually looked up. Um, I, I wanted to see if anybody had written a treatise, like a, uh, like a, a, a brief history of microtransactions. Um, They've been around for a while because I remember that they were. I remember the contra- the first controversy around them was when we were leading into 360, because part of the brilliance of Microsoft's strategy with 360 is that they really had they really could you could tell that they thought of pretty much everything. Like, they thought through everything going into this one. Unlike Xbox One, but we won't go into that. But going to 360, they clearly had thought of everything. And they were, they'd come up with these new and interesting ways, you know, to expand their platform. And I think we have to credit them in large part for kind of getting this started. Because really, if you talk about the popularizing of 
online services in the gaming industry, I really think that starts with Microsoft, you know, in, in earnest. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it has been around longer than it's, it's being, it's usually given credit for. Uh, right. It really took off with the rise of mobile games. Mobile. And mm-hmm. the thing, the thing is, is like, you know, we, we've talked about the, you know, the contemptuous relationship between the quote unquote hardcore gamers and iOS games and a lot of, um, a lot of mobile gaming in general. So, you know, when you, when you look at, uh, you know, when you look at the, the type of, uh, gaming demographic who, you know, sort of turns their nose up at, um, at mobile gaming, uh, you're going to find a very, very strong overlap between those, that demographic and the people who find microtransactions to be, uh, offensive to to the gaming community, right? Absolutely, and so, there are a lot of there are a lot of microtransactions absolutists that, as I call them, because there are people who are like, if I see them in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to flip my shit. Yeah, see, it's you know what, it's it's um, I, I get that. Like, I I will never, I have never spent money, uh, you know, in in like a a microtransaction system, right? Right. Um, and w- what you're, what you're, what you're going to start seeing is, uh, developers who are looking to sort of just, I guess, I guess make it a more seamless integration into the game rather than it being like, you just stopping you dead in your tracks and being like, Hey, uh, I noticed you're liking this game. If you want to like it even more, how about you give us money uh, for game currency or whatever? And you know, it 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 it, it always it always seemed um, like like an obstacle for those who weren't interested, rather right. rather than it being just like a part of the game that you could ignore uh, if if you're not interested, like um, like a game type that you never play in Halo, right? Right. Like you never play, uh, I don't know, like uh, one bomb, like neutral bomb. <laughs> Nobody plays that anyway. I guess I love neutral bomb, man. Uh, no, they don't. They don't even have it anymore. But so, uh, the, well, we, why don't we talk about Halo for a minute? Because yeah, I was gonna say I want, I want to delve into like the specific, um, the specific discussions going around all these games. Mm-hmm. So with Halo, right? If I understand correctly. Because the whole rec system is a little confusing, anyway. But it is, yeah. It, it it took me. It was confusing reading about it, but when I was actually playing, I, I after after like three or four matches, I I I got it. I was like, oh, okay, right. So I understand that you can basically they introduce kind of that card system, which I believe partly was debuted in Titanfall, actually. But um, they introduced this card system so people can have you know certain access to certain items. Blah 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 blah. Uh, which they limit your use of while you're in game, and you can acquire these cards either by spending in game currency or by poning up money, right? Yes, and you you gain you gain the you gain this currency at like a fairly fast clip. Uh, I I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, because here's what they do, right? They'll tell you you uh, when you finish a game if you have gained enough in-game currency during that match or at the end of that match to buy a requisition pack, right? Right. But there's not like it doesn't you know the 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 idea of buying the rec packs with real money does not impede on the you know um, the like post-game screen, right? right. You get to the post-game screen, and then it's like you know here's your stats here's your you know here's your kd here's you know all this other stuff that you know people like to look at and then there, w- there will be like a rec pack thing on the side and you know it'll tell you it'll put like a little number next to it if you have either unlocked one based on like leveling up or if you have gained enough in-game currency to to purchase one but nowhere does it say like like nowhere does it like tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you can, you can you can just pay us real money. You don't have to pay. You don't have to. You don't ever have to play Halo. You can just pay this money. Never does the game do that. And I think that it's 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 in a it exists in a very appropriate 
size and place in the game because it's it's not hard to find, but it also doesn't you know it's not in the way. Right. That was the initial thing I've heard. Now, does it also let you can also buy like cosmetic stuff uh, with microtransactions, right? I I don't I don't I didn't see I didn't see where you could do that. As far as I could tell, uh, everything from you know helmets to uh, weapon cards to uh, vehicle cards to everything uh, is in in now there might be some uh, you know there might be like some uh, armor sets that you can just buy straight up. Uh, I right. haven't seen where you could do that yet. Uh, but they might be introducing that later because I could have sworn they said that's one of the things they're going to be doing. Yeah, could be. So, so yeah, I mean, we're you know, it's it, it's really it's really it, it's easy. very very hard. It it is hard, and it's really easy to just cry foul as soon as you as soon as you hear that the game is going to have microtransactions, right? And there are really two types uh, of microtransactions now. I think there I think we're starting to see a split as we're as developers are still trying to figure out what an appropriate you know what, what space is appropriate for it to you know like live inside in each game that you know, features microtransactions, right? Mm -hmm. And the two, the two, uh, families, like the two, uh, uh, phylums that are starting to evolve right now is, um, the free to play model and, and the, and the not free to play model. Right. Um, which I, it sounds kind of silly when you say that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. I, you laughed, and I was like, "Oh man, what did I say? <laughs> did, I, did I say something really, stupid?" If oh you had said God. that with like a more like very formal tone, it would have sounded so much more weirder. Like, and I'd like to present my theory: <laughs> the free to play model and yeah. the not free to play model. Everybody, everybody in the boardrooms just stands up and starts clapping. <laughs> it's like put, just they're, they're just, he's like, a genius. They're just like point like promotion, promote him, promote this man. <laughs> no, so, checkbook at you. so here are the two here are the two models uh, of two games that came out in 2015 that I have played that I have noticed uh, these microtransactions existing in like what I feel is appropriate for what the upfront cost of the game is right. Um, and I think that it's easier for the game to be a little bit more ostentatious with its, you know, free to play model mm-hmm. or it's like in game purchases model. If the game is free to play, if you are, if you, because it's, it makes so much more sense for you to, uh, for you to try the game and be able to play it for as long as you want for free. And then, you know, be given options to either, you know, uh, be more successful in the game uh, or have just more things than other people in the game that may or may not give you an advantage. And right. what I, the game that I think does this really, really well is uh, is the the wargaming family, right? Mm. Um, the system that they have in place is um, incredibly unique. And you know, I, I I I shout these guys out all the time, but really everything that they do, I think is I think is great, and they really just do it all themselves. And they're very smart about it. So the World of Tanks and World of Warships games have this system where um, you can it, – it's almost like you can you can just like play through the game and just level up all your tanks and like get to higher ranks of uh, – like higher tiers of uh, vehicles um, just by grinding it out and playing a whole lot of uh, games and you can you can pay this money – to get there quicker, but it really doesn't make any sense. The whole point of putting down real money in these games is when you get to a certain point, uh, there are, there are 10 tiers, right? Once you get to about six or seven, which at that point you've already probably put in, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of matches to get to this point. right? Right. So you've already played the game quite a bit. And once you get to six or seven, you know, you're, the, the amount of time that it's going to take you to get from, say, seven to eight is just going to be, uh, you know, like unfathomably long, right? It's just a, it's just a schlag at that point, right? Right. Um, and what you, what you can do uh, to get there faster and, you know, you, you can uh, – every, every, every vehicle has a crew, right? 
and you can spend money to to like max out the the efficiency of the crew and stuff like that and it gets to the point where anybody who is actually putting money in the game is playing it competitively right right so it's like you know you you play for fun and then you get to a certain point and then it's just like it it only makes sense for once you get to that certain point to put in the money because you're going to be playing with other people who are also who have also very very likely put in money right so it's you know a, a lot of people are going to look at this and point at it and say oh that's just that's just you know pay to win all the people who put money in are the are the people who are have all the best stuff but in actuality it's you know they've put in this money because they've spent so much time in this game and it it, it wouldn't make any sense to go any further without getting all of the premium stuff right yeah they're not at the point where the utility of the paid items is such that uh not having them would be an impediment right rather than uh, rather the, rather the novice than player getting them is like oh here's this financial hurdle i have to get to before i can even play the game Right. And say you're, you know, say you get to like tier three and you're like, oh, this game is actually really fun. Right. You can put in, you can put in this money and then get to tier four. And then a lot of your stuff is going to be absolute once you get to tier four. So it's, so you can, you learn pretty quickly. Like there's really only enough incentive to put in this money once you've gotten to the, the upper echelon. And the only people who are at the upper echelon are also paying for the game because they're playing at the highest level. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, the uh, the microtransactions for the free to play games, uh, you know, all just you know back backloaded, make the most sense to me. That's that's the model that I have seen that makes the most sense to me for a game that is free to start. Right. Um, and then you have the the you know the traditional model where you pay sixty bucks for the game, and then you know microtransactions are a part of the game, but you don't actually have to spend the money ever. Right. Which as we just outlined with Halo. Right. So, so this is, this is sort of the evolution. I think, uh, this is where we're, this is where we're at. These are the two best, uh, models. These are the two biggest families, um, that I've seen. And, uh, anything else is either behind the times or a, a blatant, like whale hunting scheme. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, free to play games are pretty much whale hunting schemes, which is part of the brilliance of the design. Um, right. Also, part of the reason why we have such, why the industry is now just such a massively cutthroat. Uh, it boggles my mind how outrageously cutthroat. Uh, before we went on air, how I just made the joke, Steam is running their Halloween sale, and I said that we've reached a point where all these services now are looking for every possible excuse to have a sale. And you said they're like car dealership. They are. They're like car dealership. They're like used, they're like used car, car dealerships with like uh, bad local, like local access commercials. <laughs> you know, it's the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> so it is great because there are sales constantly. And you know, it's, it's like, you know, it, it's weird because you know, we haven't talked about this all that much, but games, uh, game systems have gotten cheaper over the years. Yes, they have. And games have only gotten like fractionally more expensive. So if you count for inflation over the past 20, 30 years, gaming is the cheapest it's ever been, which is astonishing. Oh, absolutely. This is the most, this is by far the most economical this hobby has ever been. Right. And, you know, I, I mean, what was it like? Uh, like it was, it was, um, it was, it was like so outrageous when the PS3's launch price was $600. Right. And that wasn't even the most expensive video game system to ever come out. Right. And, you know, so it's, and, and it's interesting because like, you know, part of the reason why it's becoming so cutthroat is because like, yeah, it's great for us that everything is so cheap, but from the development side, you got to make money somehow. You know, which is a good segue because I want to give you kind of uh, I want to get a little more into weeds here. Yeah, uh, because you gave a good outline of kind of you know the two models that you could argue are pissing people off the least. But I kind of want to go a little in in depth here about why. So starting with the free to play, right? Mm-hmm. 
So I'm thinking of a game that I actually do enjoy, which is um, Sonic Dash, which is the Sonic the Hedgehog Endless Runner on, I don't know if it's on Android, but definitely on iOS, uh-huh. which started off uh, pretty fine to me because you could play Sonic for free. You could, um, you could buy characters either with currency or by, you know, playing the game a lot and getting, you know, rings in the game or whatever. Um, unfortunately, as they've expanded the game, it's gotten yuckier <laughs> because now the thing's like, oh, get rings if you watch this ad. Which, now, at the end of the day, my mentality is if it's a free-to-play game, whatever scheme you have is technically fair game. But it certainly leaves a bad. If I'm looking at ads in a game inside a game experience, it always leaves a bad taste in my mouth. No yeah. matter how well done it is, it always leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I yeah. do not want to see that person, and I don't think I'm alone in that statement. You're not. You're not. But at the same time, like there's advertisements in in like everything. Like gaming is is one of the few ex- like ad free spaces. That currently exist, and I don't. Which is see why it's sacred, <laughs> right? But at the same time, like, do we, you know, do do we, you know, maintain its sanctity at the cost of developer income, or do we just let it die and allow ads and just, you know, whatever? Like, there's so many. It's well, it's, I it's don't a, think the choice is quite thing. as stark as that, because, like I said, uh, and as you outlined, there are ways where you don't have to go that route. And you can still cake out, you know? Um, sure. So, and don't forget, remember, this is Sega we're talking about. Sega has gotten fairly sleazy over the... Oh, my God, yes. Se- over Sega, the past decade or so. Sega is, Sega is the guy that, like, hangs out at red lights and wipes people's windshields <laughs> and, like, hopes you give them a dollar. Like, that's Sega now. Yeah, it, it, it's very sad. That's a whole other conversation we should probably have at some point but uh yeah that that that's a little bit of an extreme example but the point i'm making is that even in in free to play there is a way to do it that is less sleazy and there's a way to do it that more sleazy Mm -hmm. all of which as far as i'm concerned is totally fair because remember a lot of the big a lot of the discussion around this in the gamer universe is is this fair? Does this poison the experience at its core? When you're talking about free-to-play games, like on mobile especially, uh, I would argue generally not. You know, this is a free-to-play game. Pretty much, you didn't pay upfront for it, so they can do whatever they want to get you to pay for it. Uh, basically, at that point, the onus is on the developer. Because if you're too sleazy, then nobody's going to want to stick around despite the fact that they didn't pay, Right. Right. So that, that's a balance that they have to figure out there. Now, where things get interesting is the $60 package game. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, generally speaking, I do not like micro, microtransactions in my $60 games. Right. Generally speaking. Mm-hmm. I paid $60 for the game. Really? Yeah. Leave, <laughs> um, leave my wallet alone. Seriously. Yeah. That said, over the past year really i've had to bend on that because as you outlined there are ways to do it uh that are not ridiculous and on top of that um we've realized that there are there can even be believe it or not benefits to the presence of microtransactions mm-hmm. so halo actually is the prime example yeah so in halo's 3 reach and 4 uh bungie and 343 respectively sold DLC map packs after the fact. You know, they put out the game and they sold DLC map packs after the fact. And in all three games, as far as I could tell, all of them pretty much tanked. Um, And really that's because any experienced player knows that if you buy the map packs, you're instantly entering yourself into a smaller pool, a dramatically smaller pool in the case of uh, Region 4. Uh, of players. Right. So you'll pay this money to get the extra content, but unless everybody ponies up the money to get the extra content, then you're only going to be playing with like 25% of all the people playing the game. So then what's the point? Mm -hmm. Unless they do the sleazy thing, which they sometimes do, and 
force you to get the map packs to even play like the basic modes, which is super, super big no-no in my book. Yeah, it's like uh, embezzlement, I think. Basically. Yeah. it, it, It really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So what Microsoft said going into this game is that they're like, look, guys, we're putting all maps that are going to come out following the launch of Halo 5 free. Done. Gratis. Oh, really? And they hinted, but pretty much it seems to be the case that the reason they're going to do that is because they're going to make up the revenue stream by having microtransactions. Right. So now, here we, here's, here's a great example now. So this, we have the $60 game and our microtransactions, but at the end of the day, the player does get a net benefit because they're going to get a bunch more... Uh, there's going to be a bunch more content to refresh the game that they don't have to pay for. Right, and like, let's say... Um you know, in like a in like a perfect vacuum, everybody who buys Halo Five uh, says, "Oh, you know what? Uh, all the map packs are free. Um, I'll use this fifteen dollars to get cool cosmetic shit for my for my Master Chief, right? Right? Or even less. Like if every like you said, if only twenty five percent of the people who bought you know uh, previous titles paid any amount of money for DLC maps, um, if 100% of the people spent a quarter of that amount, which is about $3, which is right. probably how, which is exactly how much, uh, one, like one rec pack is. So if everybody, if a hundred percent of the player base buys one rec pack throughout the entire lifetime of Halo five, then a hundred percent of the people have helped out and chipped in and paying for the DLC map pack. Right. And I guess that's, you know, like, like I said, it's like the, you know, the perfect world vacuum, uh, you know, mathematical model, but that's, that's the idea behind it. Exactly. And it's a good idea. Now, going a little further in detail, even here, there's a right way and a wrong way. I feel more firmly about the right way and the wrong way here than I even do in free to play. Uh, right way, as far as I'm concerned, one the microtransactions are purely cosmetic. Yep. So the fact that you can buy in-game stuff with uh, in Halo Five, it so far it seems it sounds like it has not doesn't do anything bad. But I'm still like, eh, no, you know, yeah, not Here, a fan. Here's here's uh, it's it's not like you get stuff that other people won't have access to though. That's the thing. right. That's why I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be in the streets about it. <laughs> Like, I'll really? not be out with my pitchfork. You're not going to pick it? Yeah, I'm not going to pick it, you know, for this is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to pick it over this one. But in this is one where I'm like, on principle, I don't like that. Yeah. On principle, I don't like that. But if you had to have it, that's probably the way it should be done. But yeah, cosmetic items only and no pushiness. I paid $60 for the game. I'm... I, any further money spent on my part should be 100% at my discretion and, you know, of my own volition, not mm-hmm. because you put 50 pop-ups in my fucking face. Right. And like I said, Halo 5 does a great job of not doing that. Right. So I've heard. So kudos to them so far. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is that if you're going to have a system where you can either pay with money or pay be in-game currency don't gimp people's ability to get in-game currency. Like you said, so far it seems that Halo 5 does not do that either. Again, kudos to Microsoft. But you see all the... Just in what I've outlined, there's so many different pitfalls you could have to what what really could be a good system. You could have a good system. And in fact, if you do all those things that I just said, I'd actually be for the microtransactions in the game. Because I'm a big fan of cosmetic items in games oh yeah definitely I and love, there are hundreds in halo 5 hundreds uh, that's what i love i love the idea that we can get hundreds of unique items visually flashy crazy stuff especially in a shooter because in a shooter you know there's only so many avatars mm-hmm. so it's nice to be able to get something 
that you can use to differentiate yourself. But the key being that it differentiates yourself in appearance, but not, you know, with some pay to win nonsense. And that's why I think people get so pissed, you know? Yeah. Um, but if, if you do all the, if a developer does all those things that I just said and, you know, provides a steady stream of cool cosmetic stuff and costume, I think of, for example, Little Big Planet, right? Mm-hmm. They had dozens and dozens of these like licensed costumes that you could get for Sackboy. I loved every one of them. Yep. Loved them, loved them, loved them, loved them. They don't change how the game plays and you don't have to get any of them. But if you do get them, they add something to the experience and make you a little unique, and it's fun. I mean, the fact that they had a Metal Gear whole like set for Little Big Planet is one of the greatest things I'll remember from that game. Yeah, no, that was cool. Anything that any like snake costume that can sneak its way into any other game, I'm a fan of. Oh, absolutely! I love game crossovers in general. So that's yeah. another thing. So if if having these microtransactions mean that we get to see DLC game crossovers. I'm totally on board. Like oh, yeah. I love in Final Fantasy 13 too. Remember they had all those crossover costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had the Mass Effect costumes you could get, and the Assassin's Creed costumes you could get. I loved it. Yeah, loved and, but yeah, that's 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 cool. That's cool stuff. I like that. Yeah. So um, I wanted to get to more like specific things that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. In fact, the thing that prompted me to say we should probably do this episode uh, is. The massive scandal that occurred over the last two weeks with uh, our beloved, beloved Payday 2. Yeah. 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 So Man, we used to play a lot of Payday 2. Yeah. Actually, I'm glad we're going to talk about this because I feel to a certain degree, even before this, I felt a certain degree burned by overkill for this yeah. on this game. As much as I love Payday 2. I feel a little bit burnt because we played the game on console, right? We yeah. bought that game day one mm-hmm. on console, and we played the shit out of it. Oh yeah, we did. We got uh, we got pretty good at it too. Yeah, we by the time we were we had to put it down for various life reasons. Uh, we yeah, we definitely our group had it down to pretty good science. It, it, it's a great time. Highly recommend it. You have four people who can actually semi-cooperate because there's a lot of games that require you to cooperate but not like payday 2 payday 2 actually requires you to actually like be tactical with one another. oh my god and it was it took a long time it took a long time to get yeah you and you have to be patient because people are going to make mess it up and it's the kind of thing where if one person messes up the whole thing is going to go to hell yeah so it, it's unforgiving but in a very fair way kind of way if that makes any sense but -hmm. that's besides the point reason i feel burned is because then we start hearing about the post-release support none of which comes to console if you look on steam right now at the payday 2 page there's literally like 30 pieces of content that they put out and a good chunk of it was for free too by the way Mm -hmm. and none of this stuff came to console well i think i think it came to ps3 but none of it came to 360 which is even worse yeah which is even worse. Yeah. So, and not just because I got earned by having bought the 360 version, but to me, it smacks of, you know, if you knew that you would not be able to support the game, why would we not get something upfront about that? Yeah. Because and you, they can come back and say now, oh, well, it costs a lot of money for the certification and things like that on 360. You didn't know that when you put the game out? Yeah, and it's and it's like okay, well, well, shit. If we knew this beforehand, we would have just gotten it for PS3. We had both, you know, it would have been fine. Um, or furthermore, or at least put the game out cheaper. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was pretty pissed about that uh, from the get go, but now we have this thing that came out, and not that I'm super well versed on the issue, but the long and short of it essentially is that. After promising that there would never, ever, ever be microtransactions in Payday 2, they're like, and microtransactions. (laughs) Uh, Which, apparently, you can buy for money. You can buy drills, which will let you get access to special safes that will give you stat-boosted guns. So, people, predictably, 
through a complete fit on the internet. Yeah. Um, A, because they went back on their word, which I'm kind of like, I mean, is this politics? Like, (laughs) but they did. They went back on their word and B, the presence of microtransactions at all. Like I said, for a lot of people, that already is a non-starter. And C, the fact that it gives you an in-game advantage. Yeah. So a lot of people are arguing that the presence of these microtransactions breaks the game down. And Payday 2 came out a long time ago, too. And it just seems like a weird time to include microtransactions like two years after the game's been out. Well, the reason they're doing that is because this game on PC, again, this is why I'm I'm pissed off, because I'm now fully realizing the extent of how far it's gone, Mm -hmm. is that on PC, this game is straight up a platform. Like, they said, uh, one of the things they put out in response to this controversy, they said, look, guys, we are under contract now. We're trying to put out content for this game through 2017. So one of the the way we're trying to do that efficiently they said they tried to reduce the price permanently of the game, which didn't really help, you know, bring money in uh, as much as they'd hoped. So they found themselves, as they say, up against the wall. So they said, this is how we're going to try and, you know, get in. We're going to put these microtransactions in and this will give us a revenue stream, which we can use to produce more content for you guys, which on paper sounds like what Microsoft is doing with Halo. Right. But... As far as the community so far believes in practice, does not seem to be the case, right? And certainly violates the the rules I laid down first. Yeah, and I think I think those rules are uh, everybody can like fairly agree on. Like, yeah, we don't want it to get in the way of the game experience, especially if we already paid sixty bucks for it, which we did with Payday. Um, yep. You know, and you know, we want something. We don't want it to break the game, and they violated both those rules. Yeah, they did. So this and I, one, and I, you know, I, I'm not going to completely rake overkill over the coals for this because I get it. I get the business reality here, right? Uh, and at the end of the day, listen, I do love that game. The game is a phenomenal game. Yeah, you know, uh, but they definitely are going to have to take their lumps on this one, and they're going to have to figure out a way to correct it. Mm-hmm. But the, the big point I wanted to take away from this is that this really is another example of where we have a lot of, as you said, there's still a lot of soul searching going on on how to do microtransactions in a way that does not piss people off. But in, in my head, if as, as we follow those rules, I think you're going to be, you will piss the fewest amount of people off. Like I said, there are going to be people who are going to be pissed about microtransactions existing and being a thing, but on the rules I'm talking about, I think that, you know, we'd have the, the fewest amount of butthurt Reddit posts. That's how corporate gaffes are measured. Exactly. By, by the amount of butthurt Reddit posts. Yes, the BRP index. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's the number of butthurt Reddit posts um, multiplied by the comments. So it's all total negative comments about that thing. I right? like that. Uh, and then you divide it by any specific set of like a multiple of 10. So it can be put in like a percentage, right? Right. So, uh, like, let's say, um, let's say, uh, Halo five gets released and everything they said about the rec system was like a lie and right. it's like, Oh, you can't use the like most basic things like the warthog and the battle rifle, unless you pay for a specific rec pack that you cannot get through regular in-game currency. Right. So, right. uh, everybody's pissed. Everybody goes on Reddit. There's like... I want to say uh, the the Microsoft, the Halo, the gaming, um, and the Xbox Reddits are all like flood, flooded with posts. Each post averages. I want to say there's a lot that get buried. There's a lot that like are top posts for that for that weekend or whatever. 
each post averages 250 comments, right? So like 250 times, I don't know, we'll say 50, right? Hold on, let me get out my calculator. <laughs> uh, let me see. Our uh, fast podcast, we bring the math. Right, we bring the math, we bring the stats. All right, so two, 250, 250 comments times 50 posts, that's uh, 12,500. Uh, 12,500, we'll say divided by a uh, thousand, right? Gives you 12.5%, right? So it's not like a complete blowout, but an index of like 12.5 would be like, uh, like I, like average, right? Like if you get anywhere close to like 30, like a, like a, like an RPB of 30 is like fucking you fucked up so bad, <laughs> right? We're gonna have to we're gonna have to make a little chart of this. Yeah, like, it's gonna be like if your if your butthurt Reddit post index is like between zero and five, uh, the, you know you're, you're, you're good. You're, you're in good. You're in good territory. <laughs> it flew under the radar. You flew under the radar. Yeah. If if it's like between five and twelve, you fucked up, but you still got you're, you're not completely in the fire yet. Yeah, you can <laughs> redeem it with with like a very small like uh, you know free thing. Everyone will forget about it in in a week. Uh, yeah. Going twelve to twenty, now you have a shit show on your hands. Yeah, you've got a you've got a higher like uh you you've got a higher like um the damage control teams with the hazmat suits have to come out. <laughs> no hazmat suits hazmat suit is is any is twenty to thirty. You know yeah you're right. So the damage control teams come out with twelve to twenty. The yeah. hazmat suits come out with a from twenty to, to probably 20. twenty to twenty five is the hazmat suit. Yeah, when you get to twenty five to thirty, that's straight up. The freaking White House Situation Room. Yeah. It's like, un- with it, yeah. the Joint Chiefs of Staff. <laughs> the, yeah, when when the president says something about it, <laughs> then you're likely at, you're likely at, a, at, at like a 27 and a half. Yeah, what, that's basically, when mainstream media picks up, in Ooh. other words, yeah. uh, when Microsoft unveiled Xbox One, they probably read a post, that index, that shit was probably like 40. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when mainstream media picks it up you done fucked up that's the last <laughs> level you done fucked up dfu yeah <laughs> you've hit the you've hit the dfu cap yeah. of the rbb index RB- yeah you you've completely messed it up so ladies and gentlemen we've debuted a new we have to put this out yeah we'll put it out we'll put it we'll out. be talking about this later well but- we're gonna have to do more impar- or more uh more data gathering i'm gonna find next time there's next time there's like a like a, a corporate gaffe we'll have to i'll have <laughs> to do week. some yeah <laughs> any any minute now we'll yeah. have well, i'll go on uh i'll go on the reddit machine and i'll count <laughs> and i'll count things I just got the image of like you you standing with a hard hat and a clipboard outside a machine that's just like spinning out paper. I'm dressed like a surveyor and I've got like the thing on the tripod and I'm standing at the side of the road and I'm like <laughs> gauging how bad the fuck up is. With, yeah. <laughs> and then you look at the clipboard, you're like, mm, you're reaching your done fuck up status. It's I'm not looking, good. I'm, I'm looking at the chart and all I wrote was DFU. Yeah. <laughs> sad face. So, yeah. uh, DFU sad face. Yeah. yeah. So but before we get too far right, into okay. this one, uh, let's talk about a couple more like specific things. So uh, an example that could be up in the air is Street Fighter V. Yes. So first of all, let's start with this actually. Because Capcom is – we talked about Sega being sleazy, but Capcom is just like They're getting the there. sleaziest of the sleazy. They're getting there. They're getting there? They've been the sle- – they they wrote the book on they wrote the pickup artist book for the game industry. Ooh, that's oh, what's happening. You're right. Oh, they've been the doing this shit since '91. Oh. They're like, we've been here. <laughs> we've been here. We've been out here. <laughs> They're like, we've been slapping. <laughs> they said, all you gamers are hoes, and we've been slapping the shit out of you for years. Yeah. So yeah. we've slapped you so hard and so fast, you don't even know it happened. You just see the print mark on the side of your face. <laughs> like, think about it. Street Fighter 2. Okay. Five versions of that motherfucker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All released both in arcades and on home console. Yeah. And don't forget, this is the back in the day when Capcom brazenly designed any games for, for quarter eating. To be fair, so was everybody else. But Capcom really made an art of it. To the point, they even made the joke about 
how it's infamous that in arcade mode in a Capcom game, the first three are easy, and then suddenly the difficulty spikes. They even made a joke about it in Street Fighter Four. Like somebody, I forgot. I think it might have been Ken, one of Ken's a win quotes. It's like, wow, this suddenly got hard. <laughs> <laughs> so they wrote the book there, and then there was Mega Man, where they they milked that cow until dead carcass was rotting, and they were still trying to milk it. There was like there are like ninety eight versions of Mega Man. <laughs> there are a lot. There really are, and they they were pumping them out. Like Activision definitely took pages out of Capcom's book when they started dealing with Call of Duty. Yeah, definitely. You know, and then don't forget Resident Evil. Like the list goes on and on and on. They are the sleaziest of the sleeves. So that said, <laughs> the, to me, like the lowest sleaze mark point for Capcom was the Street Fighter Cross Tekken controversy. Do you remember this shit? Uh, vaguely, I I'm. I remember playing it and being like, this game isn't good, but that's it. That's it. I, I know that there was like, I know there was some stuff going on. Well, yeah. So people were, the hardcore fighting game fans were tight because the game is too, <laughs> was too slow. Uh, it got nicknamed Street Fighter Cross Timeout. <laughs> um, but the, the reason that it got, unfortunately, a huge amount of mainstream press, or I should say mainstream gaming press, is because of the on-disc DLC debacle. Right, right, right. right. So the game stripped, I don't. I want to say, with like, I don't know, like 25 characters or whatever. And they sold you a bundle pack of the rest as DLC. Problem was, all those characters were found to be on the disc already. So that you were paying for an unlock. So essentially, yeah. Capcom charged you for a $60 disc or a data package if you bought online. And you already had the content. But they walled it off so they could charge you to get milk more money out of you. Now, this one is a thorny issue. I don't want to get too deep into this, uh, but it's a thorny issue because you get into the whole debate of perception versus reality. Uh, because at the end of the day, they could have just held the characters back, you know, and nobody would have been the wiser. And it essentially, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, right. Um, it doesn't matter if it's on the disc or not. I mean, it, it just it just was like a very uglier facade of DLC. Exactly. So, but the point of me even bringing that up is to say that Capcom's record in this department is not sterling already. Right. But what they're promising for Street Fighter V is that A, one version, uh, and B, they're promising that with new character releases that they're going to be, you're going, it's going to work a lot like um, Halo would. So they release the characters, and you can pay money to get them up front, or you can spend fight money well, uh, yeah. to to get them uh, with you know in game currency. So there's a lot of room since the game's not out. There's a lot of room for Capcom to fuck this up. Lots of room. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I would hope it does not. But if they succeed. It'll be a big win for everybody, really. Capcom will make a lot of money, and people will not be missed and get a lot more content. Uh, and I would now. People said as soon as they said we're only doing one version, everybody is like, "Oh yeah, we've heard that before." And that's another area where the record is not sterling. Right. I personally got burned with Marvel Three because I bought Marvel. I bought the collector's edition Marvel Three when that came out. Right. Yeah. And only for them to announce, like, a month later, oh, Ultimate Marvel 3, coming this December. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. The same year, they, their argument was, well, we decided to just do another game because we were going to do all this DLC, but everything got delayed because the earthquake was that year. Right. And blah, 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 blah. So they put out a whole other package. But they're like, oh, but we threw you a bone because it's only $40. Really? Damn, dude. Because even, even the updates, even the, the subsequent versions of uh, Street Fighter 4 were all just like 17 or were all just like $15 DLC you could buy it packages. As, first of all, you could buy it as DLC for yeah. the, uh, the previous version. Like even now, I just uh, – the disc I have for 360 is Super Street Fighter 4. I have yeah. Ultra, mm-hmm. but I just kept buying the upgrades. Yeah, same. Same same thing because what they did was uh, they gate they 
allowed you to buy the the physical disc, but if you had the previous edition installed already, it would work because you could buy the disc for fifteen bucks. Yeah, and then afterwards, everything just was was uh, digital download. So Thank all you, you had to do uh, was you you only had to pay full price up front one time, whether it was exactly. vanilla or if, if it was super. Which I, to this day, don't understand why they couldn't have done that with Marvel 3. Yeah, me neither. But that's another thing for a different day. The point I was making is that the record is not sterling here. So who knows what's going to happen. But what they say they realize, the only reason why I have any inkling to believe that there will be actually one version is because they came out and said, well, when we release version after version of Street Fighter 4, uh, fewer people bought it each time. So they cannibalized their own player base by releasing all these separate versions. So the idea now being one version actually stick to that shit and, you know, keep the player base up by constant updates, which is i.e. the method by which every other game developer in 2015 does business. Right. So in my opinion, we have reason to hope, but uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think we have reason to? Hope? Um, I it all. I think it all just depends on the financial state of Capcom, and then also like what, like where they are in terms of like relationship with the fan base. And I think that the relationship with the fan base is always going to be there because they have, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, they've always they've always come out with like some of the best, most highly competitive fighting games. Uh, some people would. That we both know would probably uh, disagree with that point, but, but this, I get where you're going. But with it. You know what I, you know what I mean. So it's like, okay, like the beta came out for Street Fighter Five. I played it. It was a lot of fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it worked, yeah. Well, no, it 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 worked. It was only down for a couple of hours, I think. Okay. But for an entire a couple of hours over the course of you know one weekend, mm-hmm. like that's a good that's a high percentage of time, I guess. Right. It was during the day and stuff. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I think that depends. Cause like it's, it's a company like Capcom is going to take it as far as they can. Yes, right? they are. So, and until, I mean, and until they, until something happens where, you know, they, they, they do something that's just so vile and so offensive, especially with, uh, you know, especially with uh, Super Smash Brothers becoming, you know, more and more popular and infringing more and more upon, you know, the... the dominance of Street Fighter. The dominance of Street Fighter. You know, unless, unless they, you know, if they can keep any incident uh, below a 20 uh, on the, you know, on, like, on, the, RBB the, on the RBB scale, like... I don't see them. I don't see. The, I don't see there being like a mass exodus away from Capcom games. No, there definitely won't be. I mean, this is one element where gamers uh, can be hilarious because for all the all the bitching that goes on in said butthurt Reddit posts, those don't really change move the needle because at the end of the day, you know, people can scream all they want that things are unfair, but plenty of people out there will definitely press that button and and, and engage. You know, your dollars matter, not your words. And the dollars definitely are outweighing the words of the internet people. Exactly, know? and that's why the R, that's why the RPB index is uh, is divided by a thousand and not a hundred because you know it's like ultimately these are just this is this is just you know rabble, right? For the most part, I mean, look at. Um, Look at how strongly the opinion against pre-ordering games is on the internet, and then look right. at, and then look at the numbers. Oh yeah, because your average person doesn't give a shit, right? And so. your average person who probably goes on the internet and says don't pre-order games is probably doing it for their favorite franchises. That too, right? You know, pre-ordering games has become like this uh, this like action replay type thing, where <laughs> you know everybody uh, is everybody is just in this like you know, paper thin agreement to not do it, but like everybody's doing it, (laughs) you know, everybody, everybody's, you know, everybody's, uh, everybody's shaking hands 
you know, while their other hand is like behind their back with their fingers crossed. And, and like, that's, that's like the agreement that everybody has on, on pre-ordering games. Literally clicking the pre-order button on GameStop.com. With the yeah. other hand, with the other hand, they're just like spamming the refresh button, waiting for the <laughs> pre-order to be available. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. That's a whole other. Ball so, game. so yeah, no, it, it's, 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 they will continue to leave bad tastes in people's mouths, but the taste isn't going to be bad enough for anybody to like leave, especially if they're coming, if they keep coming out with like good, uh, like objectively good and competitively viable fighting games. games. Yeah. You're right. Um, that, that, that really is a good summation of it. I'd say, um, there is, Hmm. We don't have that much more time, so I actually want to get to the... I was going to bring up Mass Effect, because I could bitch all day about the microtransaction scheme in Mass Effect 3, which I think is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was shitty, but uh, we're going to have we're gonna have a, we're gonna have an all-Mass Effect episode. Yeah, I, I'm, I, have to say, I guess I'll save my comments for that time, but, uh, and stay tuned for that day. Yeah. For the Mass Effect episode, but, uh, I, so, I guess let's wrap it up. I, I wanted to bring up uh, what was announced last night, mm-hmm. which is uh, Nintendo's first mobile game. That's right. That's Nintendo right. Nintendo announced their first mobile title, which is going to be called Mi Tomo. Uh, which, and from what little pieces we got out of the announcement, it sounds like it's essentially going to be like a souped-up Tomodachi life. Yeah, where people are going to be able, to, you know, throw your me in there, and you'll be able to like interact with other people in some way shape or form now predictably when this was announced the internet was like that's fucking whack what the fuck is this shit yeah you know uh <laughs> but and it, it it's interesting because the microtransaction part comes in because nintendo says this is going to be a free-to-play game with uh add-on packs that you can buy so that's going to be their scheme now this is nintendo so I can be reasonably sure that they're not going to try to, you know, get one over on people. Uh, though it does beg the question how – this is a question not so much of how are they going to get one over on people more than how are you going to make this a thing where people want to spend money on it. Uh, so that is what I'm intrigued to see. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of stuff to, like – you know, look out for in the Nintendo multiverse. Yes, we do. But which is a whole other thing. But yeah, but as far as that, I'm very curious to see how this goes. Um, but real quickly, I also wanted to respond to the people who say, "Oh, this is doo doo." At the end of the day, I think people, again, in the gamerverse on in the internet, tend to forget that when it comes to mobile, this isn't for you and me. This right. is for. They're trying to, this is their latest effort to go after mom. Yeah. So, though I also probably think it probably would have been, from a financial perspective, I I feel like it might have been wiser to lead off with, let's say, Mario, you know, the the instantly recognizable face, no matter who the hell you are. Um, This is interesting because they definitely are clearly trying to say, let's put something that's fresh and friendly and no weird gamer shit that's going to off-put a regular person. So it's just going to be this cute thing, and you get to do the social networking thing. So the, I, I'm curious to see more. Uh, if they do it right, it could definitely be huge. Uh, and especially if they nail the microtransaction part of this, then you know they, they could ser- get some serious cake out of this. It comes mm-hmm. out next year, so you know we'll see. That, that we will. Um there's anything else uh, there's anything else you want to add um, we could go on microtransactions all day but I think I got enough <laughs> yeah 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 we're running out of time um, thanks for uh, thanks for swinging by everybody make sure to uh, be on the lookout for uh, further uh, information on the RPB index and uh, most likely you know see it as probably like a household term in, you know, in like a month, in like a month, you know, once there's, once there's enough evidence to go off of, uh, in one month, you know, lots of companies are going to fuck up. So 
and uh, <laughs> nobody likes talking about other people's fuck-ups more than the people on Reddit. So, yep. you know, look yeah, out for Reddit that. Reddit is a giant <laughs> fuck-up to begin with, but that's another story. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace Later. out. Later.